on this episode of Money with Friends, ignored stocks that may be poised to rebound. That and so much more. It is Saturday, July 18th. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming from my mom's half-finished basement outside Dallas, Texas, where we record the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass. You get a two-year plan on NordPass and you're going to get a month free because you listen to the show, get rid of password stress forever, enjoy unlimited premium features. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. You'll not only save 50% with that two-year plan, but you'll also get that free month. Head to nordpass.com forward slash MWF for more. And Bobby, your passwords are protected. Yes, and it also can give you passwords that aren't so easy to crack. As our regular listeners know, I had a little incident where I was hacked and I learned my lesson. It was ugly. Was your password password one, two, three? It was not, but it was the same password and my email was hacked and then they also got into my visa. My password is money with friends rocks. That's my password for everything. No. Maybe well, not. yeah, but, but, okay. <laughs> but it does. I'm not going to go there, Joe. <laughs> USA Today has a new piece. Bobby brought this one to the table. Let's see uh, what we're going to talk about today. Who's going to help us kick it off? This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, Let's do this. As you mentioned, this comes from USA Today by Adam Shell. These ignored stocks may be poised to rebound. Buying so-called value stocks at bargain basement prices has netted subpar returns for more than a decade. The big winners have been popular growth stocks like Alphabet, which is many people um, think of it as Google, Amazon and Netflix that keep going up despite selling at much higher valuations. But don't count out the market's diamonds in the rough just yet. Wall Street fund managers and investment strategists say these ignored stocks could be poised to play catch up. Value investing is buying stocks that are trading at low valuations relative to earnings, book value, and sales. Buying stocks at lower prices is a good indicator that they'll deliver higher future returns than more expensive stocks, says Wes Krill, senior researcher and VP at Dimensional Fund Advisors. Quote, this is one of the best times in history to buy value relative to growth, adds Dave then chief investment officer at Copernic Global Investors. You're really getting bargains on companies people don't like. Now is the time to take advantage. Value stocks he likes includes China Telecom, General Electric, which was once the most valuable company in the U.S., but has fallen on tough times, and natural gas company Range Resources. He says, quote, a lot of value stocks selling at half of what they think they're worth, then says, if we're, if we're right, they will double. And I'm going to toss it to you, Joe. Value stocks can sell at steep discounts for a variety of reasons. They can go on sale because of a short-term business hiccup, a public relations crisis, a CEO change, movements in interest rates, economic slowdowns, or overly pessimistic investors pricing them too low. Value sectors include financials, healthcare, industrials, and different types of consumer-facing companies. Part of the current appeal of beaten-down value stocks is they're now cheaper compared to their growth counterparts than they've been in a very long time. Value stocks is measured by their price-to-book ratio, 
that means what the company would be worth if liquidated, are trading at their lowest valuations relative to growth in at least 20 years, according to Bank of America. Value is inexpensive, says Jill Carey Hall, an equity strategist at B of A. The best time to buy value stocks during a recession, says Andrew Slimman, managing director and portfolio manager at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. Prices get so extraordinarily cheap in bad times that it creates a great buying opportunity. The big money's made when value stocks go from unusually cheap to more normal valuations. No one wants to buy industrials, energy stocks, airlines, or cruise ships during a recession, Slimman says, but that's when you make your biggest returns. You can have doubles and triples in many value stocks. Another sign of just how much value stocks, such as banks like uh, JP Morgan, communications companies like Verizon, and healthcare plays like Johnson & Johnson have lagged growth is by comparing performance. From the end of 2006 to the end of 2009, the latest period in which values fared worse than growth, the Vanguard Value Index Fund posted a return of 76% versus a 215% gain for the Vanguard Growth Index Fund. This year, through June 26th, despite a brief period of eye-popping returns for value after the recent market bottom, the value index is down 19 and the growth index is up uh seven half the piece goes on bobby by the way to talk about how as uh as recessions give way to uh recovery and value gets uh so cheap that you just can't ignore it that it becomes even better uh times to buy value i like this discussion because i think that no matter what period we're in you get some investors who go well here's the new normal and I think that this piece, when you talk to these analysts who all are with big companies that have been around a long time, you realize there is no such thing as new normal. There's always this shifting, right? And I think it is, I don't know about you, but I think it is a good time to talk about value stocks because nobody's paying attention. And when nobody's paying attention, that's when it's a, it, it, it generally is a good time to buy. Yeah. And that's something a lot of very um, accomplished investors have done is you buy something, obviously, when it's unpopular for the wrong reasons. If something's down for a fundamental reason, because something actually happened with that company or that industry, to be fair, then that's a reason why it's lower. But sometimes it's lower just because the whole market's lower. And of course, you know, if you're in index funds, you you think you're diversified, but you're not always diversified as in the way that you think you are. So it's always interesting to think about what how you want to reallocate your portfolio. And I always remind people that doesn't mean you have to sell something necessarily. You could just think about where you put the new money that you're putting into your portfolio to balance it out. You don't necessarily have to um, take a capital gain or, or whatever it may be to rebalance your portfolio, but it is something to be looking at. I mean, I happen to own a very tiny amount of GE, believe it or not, Joe, from when I worked at CNBC and it was owned by GE. And for a while you were flying high with that stock too. You were yeah. doing so well with that stock. <laughs> So I don't even remember, but it, it has not been a winner lately. Let's just say that. Oh. So, so, but I have, you know, I just have it because whatever program they gave their employees, I have GE stock. And so I kind of perked up when I heard that. I was like, oh, maybe we'll have a little comeback there. That'll be nice. Um, you know, they go through these little, they have headlines here talking about the things that will trigger um, value stocks to go higher. These are things that have happened in the past. They talk about the recession gives way to recovery. Well, we, it seems pretty clear we're in recession here. Um, although I don't think we've technically had two quarters of, of lower growth of negative growth, but I think that we, this economy is not good. We'll make um, it. And, 
Yeah, we'll make it. But so, you know, the question is, of course, timing the recovery and you can't time it. So you kind of have to make a bet before the recovery. And that's always really hard to do going to what you said before. They also talk about high flyers coming back to earth, um, just like the nifty 50 large cap stocks. Nobody thought could ever go down in the late 1960s and early 70s or the overlooked dot com stocks that crashed in early 2000. A shift to value stocks can occur when growth stocks get too popular or too expensive. So that's another thing. And then, of course, value gets too cheap to ignore. And that's really, I think, the heart of what this article is focusing on. The big thing that uh, that uh, worries me about buying during this time is I think people think that any stock that down, Bobby, is a value stock. Um, and, and, and if a stock goes down, stocks generally are down and lag for a reason. They're saying here that whole categories lag. Um, which is a good sign, by the way. If a whole category is lagging, then that category is ripe for innovation. You'll see people come back. But if you have a single company down in a category and nothing else is down in that category, there is a reason you want to find out why that company's down. This might not be a value. It might be a trap for you mm-hmm. and, for your, and for your money. In fact, there was another piece I thought about bringing to the table and did not about JCPenney. Did you see during JCPenney's bankruptcy proceedings, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of amateur investors got together and are petitioning the court to, to, to say, you need to think about shareholders here. Cause, and basically, they did not understand how bankruptcy worked and that they were going to lose their butt. Um, ouch. Ouch, ouch, yeah. ouch. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very careful, especially like you may say, I mean, in some form, retail will come back, but a lot of retailers have real fundamental problems that they had before the coronavirus pandemic made it even worse. So some of them can regroup, but some of them will not. And so you have to be very careful. There's another thing in this uh, piece that always gets my... Gets makes my uh, radar go crazy. And that is when somebody says that it's an excellent time to invest in an area. Whenever I read in any piece like this, that it's an excellent time to invest, I look at who that person is and what they do. Because often at CNBC or Fox Business or wherever, any of these business shows, you have somebody say, it's a great time to invest in gold. Well, guess what? They manage a gold mutual fund a lot of the time, Bobby. And they so, always do. Let yeah. me just tell you guys, I was the booker at CNBC. So I just mentioned I worked at CNBC. I was in charge of booking the guests. And I would literally have files of here are the top 10 gold fund managers that are allowed to go on television. And that's who I would call. So, and they would always, you know, be. Come on and say, they, hey. They would, yeah. I mean, look, that, that's, but that's, but you have to know that. That's, you know, you have to know that. So, and I do want to say in this piece, there are some counter arguments. So for example, you have Tom Plum later in the piece, manager of Plum balance fund, which I personally have not heard of, but that doesn't mean it's not big. Um, he says there will be a time when value will outperform, but I don't think it's now in my experience being early is like being wrong. And then he goes on to explain low rates favor assets like growth stocks. And with the federal reserve hinting that its key interest rate will stay near zero through 2022 value will have a tough time at shining growth. So, you know, what what he's basically saying is, sure, you can put it in now and to put your assets into value stocks now um, because you can't time the market. So you want to get in before it's too late. But then again, you're going to lose all this time. And, you know, so if you lose a year of not investing in something that is going to be um, more lucrative in theory, according to this gentleman, um, that is as good as being wrong, basically. 
you know, if you're too early and your money's just sitting there, yeah. you know, it's kind of like if you go to cash too early, it's, you know, you're trying, trying to time the market. Yeah. Your money is quote safe and that it didn't go down. Although we all know it does go down effectively. Um, it's really a loss. So that's a problem with trading stressful. individual stocks is that, uh, trying yeah. to time that perfectly. I was looking uh, this last week, lots of news, you know, new earnings out from Delta Airlines. And, and obviously they had just a rotten quarter, like any airline, they got destroyed. And there was a piece of me, Bobby, that said, okay, at some point, airlines are going to turn this around. And there's two things that you have to think about. Number one is, when is that going to happen? And then number two is, uh, is which airline is going to survive? Because right. the, this particular piece went on to say that in October, you know, they're going to run out of some of this government assistance money. At that time, they can, or we will be allowed to furlough some employees. They're also going to have to figure out how to fund operations after that. So once we hit October with this, it's going to be a whole new world for airlines. Um, and, and Delta's CEO was even talking about it being two years until they see any type of new normal. Uh, so, right. so if that's the case, if that's the case, I feel like with airlines, I have a two year window to get in. I don't want to wait until things are okay because then I waited too long and the, the easy money is going to be gone. However, man, there's this road through hell that airlines are going to be riding between now and then. And, and what time do you make that investment? Right. That's above our pay grade, but I think those are the kind of things that you right. think about. Ron hanging out with here on YouTube as we make the show. He says, Bobby, with all the crazy times that have happened in the last four months, all bets are off. Just sit tight and dollar cost average your paycheck for the win. Nice, nice uh, move. I think uh, that's what the steady money should be doing right now, Bobby. Yes. Yes. I think very well said. Yeah. Uh, and then Bobby's examples of GE stocks are similar in the other direction. Kenny Rogers said it best, know when to hold and when to fold. We talked about yeah. that uh, uh, last week about uh, some of this advice from day traders about selling your losers when something's not going the right way, knowing when, knowing yeah. when to sell it. Yeah, yeah. it's okay to take profits. It, it, it's okay if that's the right move. Uh, coming up next, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway from today's show. Today's show brought to you by NordPass. You will get a month free on NordPass uh, if you use our link. But what is NordPass? It's effortless password management. In a world run by passwords, managing them can be a pain. Created by the experts by NordVPN, NordPass uses powerful XChaCha20 encryption. Well, there you go. Uh, Zero-knowledge architecture to create a centralized vault for your most private private information. NordPass gets rid of all the fuss around passwords. It autofills forms, remembers an unlimited number of passwords, and even generates complex ones for you that will be difficult for others to find out what they are. All it takes is a simple setup. NordPass takes over from there effortless. I personally didn't think, Bobby, that I needed uh, a password manager. Then I started using NordPass and I realized that uh, even that I was using one hard to figure out password, but I was using it everywhere. So if you hacked me one place, you were hacking everything I had with NordPass. They're making up a different one every place we go. And the better thing, and I was telling this to a friend yesterday, is that if something happens to either Cheryl or I, you can use NordPass on all your devices. So you can call it up from anywhere. We, we have a full list of all our accounts on NordPass and we have a full list of all of the passwords. So it's not gonna be difficult. Something happens to me, not difficult for Cheryl to get into our stuff. She also has a list of, you know, the prime places where we have any 
money or debt. I hope somebody does hack my debt and pay it off. That would be great. But, 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 but she's got all that too. So for, for people that are managing their money with somebody else, having a password manager makes it a lot easier there too. Very well said. And I won't fully repeat my stories of being hacked, but as you know, and our regular listeners know, I had the same password everywhere. It was not even that hard to figure out, obviously. And I was hacked and uh, it's still, I'm still cleaning up my email. That's crazy. Money with Friends has yeah. a deal on NordPass, a two-year plan and one month free. Two-year plan, by the way, means you're going to get a 50% off deal plus a free month on top of that just because you listen to our show. Head to NordPass, N-O-R-D-P-A-S-S.com forward slash M-W-F. All right, Bobby, what's our takeaway from today's piece? So Joe, I think the key line here is, quote, they can go on sale because of short-term business hiccup, because of a short-term business hiccup, a public relations crisis, so on. So tread carefully because sometimes companies are lower for a fundamental reason and they may not recover, certainly not in a time frame that makes sense. Maybe consider this for a portion of your portfolio. Diversification is your friend. If you are expecting a turnaround, remember, you don't control the timeline. So most of all, be patient. Yeah, I think patience is a is a good thing here, especially with when you're talking about different asset classes, value versus growth, not about individual companies, um, because I think it gets dangerous, Bobby, with individual companies. But we're talking about value and the fact that value hasn't done well. There's this concept called reversion to the mean, which really means no asset class historically has stayed hot forever. You always will have asset classes that are low, asset classes that are high, and then they'll all come back to normal. So looking at asset classes that are now out of favor as part of your mix is a fine way to make money. And you look historically at people that have done that, they've done pretty well. The better thing to do, by the way, is to pick an asset mix that reaches your goal, forget about which one's hot and which one's not, and just use that asset class mix. Start with, Believe it or not, Bobby, start with the end in mind. Um, might be the best way to go. I think that's a great plan. Very well said, Joe. Well, thank you. Work Likewise. from your goals. Just trying, just trying to keep up with you. Tell oh, me. Same what, here. How can, how can people help us make the show? First of all, you guys, we're on YouTube. We record this on YouTube. You can join us as Ron did here today with your questions and comments. We um, we will put the schedule on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com, and you can look at the date and see if we're recording and you can join us. You can also be part of our Instagram polls. Our handle there is at moneyfriendspod. That's also our handle on Twitter. And uh, we love suggestions for the show. People, uh, somebody sent me a topic last week. Uh, actually, we had two people send us topics last week. If you got stuff that you'd like to see us talk about, Joe at StackyBenjamins.com and uh, info. We also at, have uh, our money. Wait, wait. We have team at moneywithfriendspodcast.com, Joe. I always forget our about that. Email. Our, our new email. It's new. It's new. Team at Money with Friends Podcast. Yes. Deal. I wish we had one with more letters. We need one with more letters. All right. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We are back on Monday with another piece. We're going to talk about these vaccine makers. Everybody's getting excited about a vaccine. Is Should you maybe invest in vaccine makers with your money? We'll talk about that on Monday. Have a great weekend. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.